The following podcast contains spoilers for The World Is Yours. <laughs> I don't even know if they sell cocaine, so I don't know what the fuck I'm doing. But yeah, you have been warned. <laughs> <laughs> guess a little bit, yeah. Yeah, I'm sure you are, but what's up, everybody? It is Glenjamin Button here with Keystone Film Reviews, but you know who else is here? Do you know who else is here? God damn it. Who's that? That's Miguel Magusto. Oh, that's a me. Mario. I'm Miguel Magusto. <laughs> How you doing? What kind of accent is that? I don't know. It's like Ooh. Swedish. But I can be Miguel Magusto and you can be Gluigi. Gluigi. Which is close to Gooigi, the, uh... Assistant yeah, in Luigi's Mansion 3. Yeah, it's his little sidekick. It is his little sidekick. So, uh, how you doing, Luigi? I'm not bad, Luigi. That just sounds <laughs> rude, if anything. We're just, we're just, this is a train wreck. Yeah, this is, this is all over the place. I'm not bad. Um, just kind of hanging out. Work started. I'm beat from that already because they've been scheduling me really, really weird. Mm-hmm. But uh, other than that, just living. Dream, dude. Living the dream. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that's great. That's great. Hey, movie theaters just opened up. That's why you're working. Yeah. Uh, I got to get my fix, which I haven't gotten except for a classic movie um, in six months or something like that. Yeah. Clo- f- closer to five months, but still a very long time. And no bueno, but I got to see some movies, Glenn. You did it. But you should go first. You go see some. You talk about the movies you saw first. Uh, to be honest, I only really rewatched one movie. Okay. Um, I feel like there was one more in there this somewhere this week, but I've just been mm. working like so hard and then trying to stream as well. So it's just yeah. been like chaotic. Well, it's a good thing I'm having you go first because then it's not going to be anticlimactic. Oh yeah, but uh, I watched Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind again. I saw oh. it was on Netflix. I'm like, dude, come on. I, I've been meaning to rewatch that. It's it still holds up as Speaking hard which, as it can be. Charlie Kaufman wrote it and I think directed it, but he definitely wrote it. I'm not sure if he directed it. I don't think he um, directed it. Have you seen the trailer for his uh, new movie coming out? I did not. Well, I know you saw Anomalisa with me. Mm-hmm. Uh, he has done like adaptation, uh, Synecdoche, New York, which we did on this podcast once. Yep. Uh, so everyone knows his style is kind of weird, existential, uh Weird. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and he's got a really weird sense of humor. So his next movie, uh, hold on, I'm going to pull it up real fast because I forget the title. Um, but it is essentially a mix between his style and what seems to be like an Ari Aster horror movie. Okay. And that would I be am, very interesting. I am so fucking for it. It's oh, yeah. called I'm, I'm Thinking of Ending Things. Uh, this isn't my plug for Mike, this do week. Do we need but to talk? <laughs> no, it's it's about ending things relationship wise, not. <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah, but it does kind of give you that that thought. I'm thinking of ending things. Um, this is an early plug. This is not my plug for the week, but everyone should check it out anyway. It's that it's got Tony Collette, which already has Ari Aster vibes. Yeah. Uh, David Thewlis, Jesse Plemons, and an actress who I haven't seen before, but I'm sure she's been in things called Jesse Buckley. Uh, check out that trailer. Glenn, at least, because yeah. it looks bonkers, and I'm for it. I am for it, and Love I can't it. wait until it comes out September 4th on Netflix. Um, but that's not why we're here. So, other than 
I kind of interrupted you. Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind. I am so sorry, but I just remembered that movie. I mean, that's really it, but go ahead. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Uh, If that's all you watched, uh, I watched uh, one, two, three, four, five, six movies this week, including The World is Yours, which we'll get to in a minute. Uh, The first one I watched is The Hole in the Ground, which is an Irish horror movie uh, distributed by A24. God bless A24. They're so beautiful. They're so great. Um, And it's a very... It's kind of along the lines of like The Omen where it's like a demon kid, but it's not really demons. It's more mm-hmm. like a fantastical monster folklore type thing. Interesting. Um, and it's really good. It's got mixed reviews, which I understand it is uh, a bit of a a niche horror movie, um, but it's great. Highly suggest people check it out. Uh, I saw that on Amazon. Then I saw... I hate the full title, but it's Train to Busan Presents Peninsula because it is not enough to be called Train to Busan, especially since they're never on a train. Yeah. Um, But I hate when people do like the Train to Busan or Fast and Furious Presents a movie. Yeah. Uh, It's dumb. But I watch Peninsula. It is in the same world. Which might be a movie that we see again this weekend. Yeah, maybe. It's, It's the same world as Train to Busan. Uh, which yeah. is why it has the presents thing, um, but other than that, doesn't really have much to do connected with to it. One. It's just a zombie movie. Uh, think zombie, zombies meet Mad Max Fury Road, mm-hmm. and it kind of feels like Ma- and Mad Max Thunderdome. Um, okay, it, it kind of feels like a Mad Max vibing movie, but set in modern times, um, and where the rest of the world, other than Korea, is perfectly fine. It's just Korea that's kind of fucked. They yeah. quarantined in time, unlike the unlike this current pandemic. Uh, but yeah, it's pretty good. Not as good as Train to Busan, obviously, but Train to Busan was on a whole other level, so yeah, that's hard to do. Then I uh, went and saw a classic movie in the theaters called Unforgiven. I had not seen it before, so uh, you know it was new to me. Even though it's not a new movie, it's a Clint Eastwood western film uh, with Clint Eastwood, Morgan Freeman. Um, and others I who I haven't listened or heard that before either. It's it, it, uh, I believe it won Best Picture the year that it came out, um, mm. ninety two, uh, and it's yes. it's fine. It's it's a good western. Um, I don't think it ages too well. Uh, not necessarily because of the content, even though it's about like hookers yeah. hiring hitmen and everything. Yes, so they there, do. there is some like violence against women, but it's nothing like too bad. Um, and I don't even think they once refer to Morgan Freeman's race, which is very refreshing in a Western movie. Um, and I kind of feel like in today's world, we kind of need movies like that, that more or less just ignore race. Yeah. Um, not that there's anything wrong with like pointing out how racist people used to be. Uh, but in a movie like this, it really served no purpose. It's just like a hitman movie, um, set in the old West, but, uh, yeah, I enjoyed it for the most part. I don't think it's as great as everyone else says it is. I believe it's on. Um, it's definitely on the AFI Top 100. I believe it's in that book that I have, 1001 Movies You Must See Before You Die. I don't know if I'd say it's that great, but it is a good movie. Yeah. Um, then I watched uh, Puzzle with Irfan Khan, Rest in Peace, and Kelly McDonald. Uh, it's essentially about this woman who is unhappy with her life. And is just trying to find something to do for herself. And she starts being a puzzle competitor with uh, Irfan Khan. They become partners. 
And it's Sounds just like kind my grandmother. of uh, huh? Sounds like my grandmother. <laughs> and it's just kind of uh, talking about uh, you know what women give up for their families and everything and how like the second that they try to do something for themselves, some people, not all people, obviously lose their shit. Yeah. Um, it's pretty good. Uh, you know, Irfan Khan's great in it. Kelly McDonald's great in it. Other than that, it kind of felt a little unrealistic with how rude people were to her. Um, but I'm also not a woman. So maybe that is something that is just unseen by me. That's true, but you still good looking. Oh, thanks. Thanks, man. Uh, Then I watched The World is Yours. We'll get to that in a second. And then the last movie I watched this week was The Nightingale, uh, which is directed, written and directed by Jennifer Kent, who wrote and directed The Babadook. Mm -hmm. Um, And man, was it hard to watch in like the first hour. It's essentially, it's it's a revenge film in like 1800s Australia with an Irish immigrant who's, um, she gets she gets raped and her husband and child are murdered right in front of her. Yeah, so definitely is, not an easy watch right off the bat. It is not an easy watch whatsoever. And uh, then she goes on a revenge, which I really appreciated because it, it was like one of the rare revenge movies that really dealt with like the morality of revenge. Yeah. Uh, I mean, you get like falling down and everything where you're rooting for Michael Douglas, even though he's clearly in the wrong the entire time. Um, and then you have things like law abiding citizen where you're on, uh, you're on, um, Sherrard Butler's side, even though he's wrong. Uh, yeah, he's slightly right, but mostly wrong. Uh, but this was like, she really struggled with the morality of it. Uh, she had an Aboriginal guide with her the entire time and kind of, started seeing the world. She treated him like shit in the beginning and then started to see the world through his eyes and everything and see the oppression that he went through. Uh, so it's just a really well-made film. Okay. Um, so I do suggest everyone checks out The Nightingale. And that is all I saw this week. Well, I... Funnily enough, I lied to you. I did oh, watch one other movie. You and, dirty liar. Uh, it's one that I told you I watched, too. So joke's on me. Um, and night, me. Knives Out. Knives Out, that's right. The what a great movie, dude. Yeah. Like, holy shit. Wasn't the uh wasn't that movie inspired after he, he like inspired by everything that happened because of the what was it, the last Star Jedi? Wars? Uh yeah, it was the last Jedi. I don't yeah. know if that's why he did it. He I mean I thought I read that somewhere. It was like, oh, this movie inspired me because of all the stupid shit that happened during Last Jedi. Yeah, it would definitely make sense because uh one of his first movies, Brick Mm-hmm. was a essentially a detective film set in high school. Yeah. Um, and this kind of goes like this. So you can definitely tell he has those influences of like the Agatha Christie type yeah. uh, mysteries. And um, But yeah, Knives Out is great, uh, regardless of if it, he was inspired to do it after how much Disney kind of threw him under the bus, even though they had to uh, like sign off on everything he did. They threw yeah. him under the bus. Um, and I still like the last Jedi is better than the, uh, rise of Skywalker because yeah, it, it tries to do something different. Um, yeah, I don't know, but, but I watched I, that. It was great. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. yeah, everybody was fantastic in that movie. Oh yeah. Ana de Armas is fantastic in it. Uh, there's real, there is only one shot in that entire movie that bugs me. And then I have nothing bad to say about the entire film other yeah. than that. Um, 
and and like that is incredible because usually I could find a few few things to dislike, but literally <sighs> it is one maybe three to five second shot, and the rest of the movie to me is not flawless, but it's nothing to complain about. Yeah, um, yeah, I'm glad you finally got to watch it. Oh, me too. Yeah, that, that's it for me as yeah, far as that's we, concerned. Should we get into some news now that you have uh, told me you're a liar? Uh, yeah, I think so. Yeah. And by uh, moving on, I'll be like, no, I don't feel like doing anything. Right now. <laughs> I, I don't have any news, so this is all on you. This is um, this is your time to shine. So I had two pieces, but I'm going to save the other one for kind of later. Okay. Um, but the one is about uh, The Thing is getting another reboot. Um, I think we all know back in 20, I believe it was 10... Roughly, there was a prequel to the movie The Thing, John Carpenter's mm-hmm. The Thing. Yeah, uh, I believe but, Mary Elizabeth Winstead was in it. Yeah, and, uh, and Joel Edgerton. Yeah. Um, but they are, I guess they're doing a, a complete reboot. So, you know, the one in the 80s with Kurt Russell and uh, Keith David, or Keith Davidson. That's, yeah, that is right. Keith David. Yeah, Keith David. Not Sin. But anyway, um, the, the, literally my favorite movie of all time is getting a reboot. Um, me personally, I don't know how I feel about it, uh, other than it doesn't really need to happen. Yeah. Um, they've been trying to milk a sequel out of him for a very long time, but he doesn't want to do it. That movie itself is a remake. Yeah. So, yeah. Which is It's got a long storied history, uh, and this is kind of why I like smaller movies, because there's very rare chance that they'll be rebooted or remade. Mm. (laughs) Uh, but the the crazy thing about uh, this time around is um, John Carpenter has been signed on to at least help produce it, um, mm-hmm. just like the the last Halloween movie that came out. Um, yeah, but uh, a lot of people are hype about it. Me, I don't think it honestly really matters much if he's on it or not. Yeah, um, but, I mean the last Halloween movie was good, and but a lot of people were shitting on it. But like, I mean, it wasn't anything compared to the original still that's the thing too like depending on what kind of producer he is mm-hmm. he might have no say over it and they're just doing it as a courtesy to him yeah um like for him it might just be a way to make money which he i could be wrong but he seems to be more into his music than anything at this yeah. point well from what i'm reading he's he's composing the scores he did i'm pretty sure he did the one for halloween the last one that came out and he's still doing the next halloween score yeah. too so I'm, i wouldn't doubt if he did the score for the reboot of the thing too but mm-hmm. he doesn't want to direct um if he did it'd be the first time since 2010 um but, I mean, I'm fine with him producing. I, I don't know whether or not it's going to make it a good movie or not. I don't think it really matters. But, yeah. uh, really, all it's up to is we'll see. It's we still an early see. production, so we don't even yeah. know when it's I going mean, to be a thing. that's the case for everything. Like, I don't think reboots or remakes are automatically bad, but they yeah. definitely make me a little cautious. Yeah, um, I'm not, I'm not going to throw it under the bus, but, I mean, to me, it doesn't really need to happen. Yeah, definitely. Uh, is that all the news you got? Uh, that is. That all is. right. Uh, well, let's get into The World Is Yours. The World Is Yours. A small-time dealer dreams of another life, but can't afford it. To escape, he must accept one last job involving Spain, drugs, the Illuminati, and his overbearing mother. T'es content au placard. Tu dois choisir le bon et le gentil. Quoi ton projet Je veux développer la franchise Mr. Freeze au Maghreb. Elle est où cette planque, maman 
Par exemple, pas jouer mes économies, hein, tu m'as pas fait ça. Mm -hmm. Man, that felt good. Geographic. It's time to commentate on things flawlessly every day of my life. Yeah, what, what do you get that that guy that does uh, Planet Earth, whose name I'm forgetting? David Antiborough or something like that. Yeah, something like that. I'm so mad at myself that for I'm blanking How on right now. Um, but it is written and directed by Romain Gavras. It is also written by Karim Boukercha and Noah Debre, starring Karim Leclou, Isabelle Ejiani, Vincent Castle, and Ulaya Amara, uh, Amamra, and Francois Damien, um, or Demion. Uh, and Demion. Yeah, this is a French film from 2018. Um, And if I'm honest, I don't have too much to say about this. Movie. I was actually going to say that once you were done uh, reading all that. that yeah, I also don't have too much to say. Yeah, it is, it's a fine movie. Um, kind of confusing in the beginning. And that might just be because the subtitles are so fast. Yeah, uh, that's uh, normally, true. They were, especially in the first quarter, or not quarter, like third. Yeah. They are talking all really fast. They're talking really fast. They're giving important information which with foreign films uh or international films as they are called nowadays um there is a a good pacing mm -hmm. for subtitles where um you know subtitles are kind of dumbed down for the most part for people yeah. where uh to to ease people into it where this was just bam right out of the gate like, yeah you you got three seconds to read a five paragraph <laughs> Mm -hmm. essay <laughs> uh not really that bad obviously no but, um, it's, they just they talk really fast and their sentences kind of cruise by yeah uh um, i mean i overall i would say i enjoyed this movie but it's not something that i would yeah uh, probably right. ever see again <laughs> so before we kind of like put it all out there let's talk about the movie a little bit let's talk about the movie so i actually kind of liked Everybody in it, especially uh, the one person you can obviously tell from the movie is Vincent Castle or Cassell. Oh, yeah. I don't remember. Vincent Castle was my favorite part yeah. of the entire thing. Um, he he definitely stood out for some reason during the whole movie. I I think he just kept reminding me of an older version of uh, Hugh Jackman from Prisoners the whole time. Like I can't, oh, yeah. I can't get not I cannot get it out of my head. I feel like it's probably the goatee. Yeah, um, he's for sure the goatee. Yeah, yeah. Uh, obviously, in Prisoners, uh, Hugh Jackman's much more angry than Vincent Castle is in this. Mm -hmm. I kind of liked how docile Vincent Castle was. Yeah. Like, even when he's threatening to kill someone, he's like, hey, you want me to kill these people? I can kill them right now. Like, take them out when we can we can get we go on the run. And he was just perfectly calm the entire time. Yeah, just and, sitting in the background of all the uh, situations, Watson, watching uh, Illuminati videos and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. That was my favorite part, too, is the, yeah. him, like, slowly being brainwashed by Illuminati, uh, you know, videos conspiracy theory videos now i'm not going to say the illuminati doesn't exist i'm fairly sure it does in some facet i don't think it's maybe as evil as people think it is yeah but just the idea of it is is hilarious <laughs> um i think the the other one that stood out to me was uh cream leclau uh i would yeah, assume he played uh, uh faris yes um, um everybody everybody else was kind of just It's it wasn't like the actors' faults. You just didn't care for the characters because they're all like kind of yeah ass. Like even <laughs> even his his girlfriend, mm -hmm. um, she was really flat uh, in the 
again, it, just in her you, character, you not so you much the performance. for anybody besides, you know, the main character. Yeah, definitely. Um, and the the only real relationship that I cared about other than Faris and uh, Henri, which is played by Vincent Castle, was between Faris and the little girl yeah. that they kidnapped. Uh, her character's name is Brittany, Brittany. apparently. Um, I don't think it was just, ever said that whole time either. Yeah, I don't remember it being said, but just the fact I always like movies where it's like people in situations where they're meant to be like committing crimes and being violent and everything. And they just don't want to. Yeah. Uh, Those characters are always really interesting to me. And and I think it's, it's great that um, he was so like, he connected with her because they both went through the same thing where his mom is, is kind of a, a criminal, not kind of, she's definitely a criminal. So he grew up being raised by a criminal. Her dad's a criminal. So they, they kind of connected on, on that. And I thought that that was a, a very, uh, yeah, it definitely made for some really good moments in the, that those couple scenes that they had together. Yeah. Cause, uh, they were like bantering back and forth. Like, Oh, well my, my mom did this. Oh, well my dad did this. My, mm-hmm. my mom did this. And then like, finally he's kind of like, she's like, wow. And then he just lays back and she's like, well, also my, Dad has a GPS for the drugs or whatever the whatever it was or like money or stash house or whatever it was mm-hmm. on my phone and then they kind of just connected even more. It was pretty cool. Yeah, um, but yeah, that kind of comes where it becomes like the 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 plot and the the their plan to throughout. Like I never other than he wanted to start like a popsicle um, mm-hmm. company. I had no idea what the plan was the entire time. Yeah. And it is just, it was really convoluted and confusing. And I really thought that that was more of a detriment than anything. Um, I feel like this would have been better if they had less characters mm-hmm. uh, and, and less, less side um, plots. Yeah. And just really stuck to the nitty gritty of him, him being in over his head and just wanting to get out of it and, and open a popsicle company. Uh, it, really i feel like it would have been better if that were the case um so yeah it, it, that's really my biggest thing is that it's just yeah. confusing and the the it was con, you know it was too fast uh for everything to to kind of i think uh, settle yeah especially if you don't speak french i think for me like the runtime the runtime wasn't too long the yeah. plot wasn't terrible in any way like you mm-hmm. you like you like the main character enough to like sit through it uh i didn't like the way it ended like uh he ended up like uh still like being like i guess rich with his girlfriend who definitely didn't deserve to be rich in my opinion yeah if, if he if they had gone their separate ways i feel like that would have been better mm-hmm. um one thing i did like and this was one of the the few um the few God, why can't I think of words today? Subtitles. One of the few subtitles that I caught was when he was pitching the house to her, he specifically said that the pool was 25 feet long. It's like and 25 when, inches. <laughs> yeah. When, when they finally go to get the house, you know, everything's going great for them. He just walks out and you just see that it's just maybe five by 10 feet. Like, seven by 15 feet tops 
<laughs> yeah, it was a and very, very small pool in comparison to what they yeah. were. There was no peacocks either, dude. There were no peacocks. Oh and and I, I just thought, you know, that was my favorite part of the ending was, yeah. was that like everything still wasn't as he wanted, mm-hmm. but it was still just a little too Yeah, I personally, happy. I personally wish that he cut ties off with everybody. Yeah. Um, except for maybe Henri. That would have been that would have been nice. Yeah, and I would say Brittany, but that'd be too dangerous to yeah to keep absolutely. ties with Brittany. Um, but it, yeah, it's it's a it's a fine movie. There's nothing terribly wrong with it. What I would say about this is that I would uh, I would def- this would be a movie if you're literally just bored out of your mind. This is a nice little movie to just kind of turn on. Like it it passed the time nicely enough, mm-hmm. and uh, I wasn't really bored by it. Yeah, like I enjoyed it. Like I I was having fun with it but like it's not a, it's not a fantastic movie in any way yeah yeah but I agree. like i said i didn't have a bad time with it either so yeah um and, and just looking at this director's uh filmography he's got a lot of shorts and i mm-hmm. think this is maybe based off of a short he doesn't like pants. Um, short film and, and but like it other than that it's like music video he has a louis vuitton i'm assuming a commercial yeah um so it seems like that he this was kind of his first feature, which if if that's the case, you know, it's a it's a decent first feature. Yeah. Um, I don't really have anything super negative to say about it. Everything's just the problems I have with it is just mediocrity more than anything. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and the thing about international films is when an international film is mediocre, it kind of makes it harder to get into just because you do have to read subtitles. Yeah, you do have to keep reading. So it it takes more effort than to just put it on in the background, which like, uh, yeah, sure, if you want to check this out, I would, but um, it's something because of the subtitles you do have to pay attention to. Yeah. Otherwise you're going to be completely lost because I read the subtitles and I was completely lost from time to time. Unless you do speak some French. Yeah, if you speak French, just watch it as you normally would. Yeah. With your ears. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> Je ne sais pas, which is like the only French I know. We, oui. we, oui. I I do know and no, 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 croissant. Anyway, <laughs> but yeah, I don't really have too much to say other than that. It, it's a fine movie, um, but it's not something that I would eagerly tell someone to watch. You know, if someone wants to watch a a, a French drug movie that has some funny parts. Mm-hmm. Yeah, sure. I, I recommend this, yeah, but I highly doubt anyone's going to be sure coming. This is a, this yeah. is a thing. I highly doubt anyone's going to be coming asking for something that specific. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I guess we can move on there. Yeah. So let's move on to the judgment. Uh, I think we're kind of clear about it. Uh, I, I really have no problem with this movie. I don't dislike it that much. Yeah. I, I don't dislike it at all. Let me rephrase that. I don't dislike it at all. It's yeah, just there's, there's no problems with the movie. It's just yeah, it's not something that I would tell people to watch. So I'm yeah. gonna say no to to it being on the shelf. It's not one I would recommend. I will also, even though it doesn't matter, I will also say no. Yeah, it's definitely one that passes the time. It's a good movie, not a great movie. It's not boring, but it's still kind of just okay. It's but there. If, it's if, a movie. If you happen to be bored, if you happen to want to read French, go for it. Yeah, especially if you're a fan of Vincent Castle, yeah, um, and and Illuminati conspiracy theories. Mm-hmm. Um, what was the drug this whole time, though? I don't think they ever said. I think it was they said hash. Um, okay, 
but that was only in the beginning. They don't talk about what it is in the like yeah. what they're trying to get from the British guy, which are we supposed to just assume it's hash or yeah, is I don't, I don't know. the ambiguity there on purpose? Just look like a, a flat brick of weed to me, like a little like a little uh trident tablet. Yeah, I mean I I'm like, huh. I'm teetotal, so I have no idea. <laughs> Yeah, what I, I, mean, I know just... what I know what cocaine looks like, but I couldn't tell you the difference between cocaine and flour. I mm-hmm. <laughs> I know what marijuana looks like. Uh, I could tell you the difference between marijuana and oregano. Uh, <laughs> so if I ever wanted to <laughs> buy drugs, boy. no one could, no one would be able to just try to sell me oregano. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's it's not on the shelf. That's, yep. We're gonna leave it at that. Uh, so. The world is yours is not on the shelf. It does not join the likes of Apostle and the Handmaiden. <laughs> <laughs> and that brings us to our plugs for this week. Clenjamin Button. It is the Netflix roulette week, but I'm still going to make you go first. Oh, that's fine. Um, so the other had the I had two pieces of news. The other one that I had, I was deciding to save for a plug because why not? Um, so DC just had their like kind of Comic-Con thing minus, you know, the public yeah. Um, they released a bunch of trailers and stuff like that, including for like Black Adam. They have like kind of a uh, trailers live... that would have been quote unquote leaked at Comic Con, even yes. though they do that on purpose. Um, I'm sorry, it's called DC Fandom <gasps> um, instead of like a Comic Con thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, they released a bunch of trailers, um, including like Snyder Cut, um, which actually kind of looks good now. Like I'm, I'm still not going into it, like with my head above my. Well, I, take, I was going to say neck, but it technically is. But there we go. Um, Honestly, if you get rid of the weird Superman mouth, mm-hmm. I think that that does it's, like 50% of the damage. It's for sure going to be a better movie. But yeah. I mean, I'm it. the damage is done for me that we'll yeah. see. It's the, it's the difference between diarrhea and a healthy shit. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Uh, so they released a bunch of trailers. Um, but my main one is the Batman that I want to plug. Um, That's specifically why I did not pick this. Yeah. Because I knew you were going to pick it. And I was sitting there. I'm thinking, I'm like, what do I want to plug? Oh, never mind. <laughs> yep. Yep. And so uh, this this trailer is it's, it's killer. Um, because they've only filmed 25% of the movie. And if this is what they've got with 25%, this movie is more than likely going to kill it. Mm-hmm. Like when it actually releases or actually just has an, a super official trailer. At least with look, we don't really know too much yeah. about there's, the, there's, the um, plot there, yet, There's but. a fight scene in it where it looks like some Arkham game type thing. And it, mm-hmm. Robin or Robert Pattinson just beats the shit out of one single dude. It's badass. I've watched this. I'm not going to lie. I've watched this at least 15 times. Um, I've watched it two or three times. Yeah. And well, Colin I've, Farrell I've, not looking like Colin Farrell. Yeah, I sent uh, I sent Mike a picture here of Con- what Colin Farrell looks like as the Penguin, and he's like, "It's not him." It's like, it's that's, not. "That's him." He's you're like, no, lying to you're me. You're lying. I saw um, someone said it looks like Richard Kind, and like, why didn't they just <laughs> why didn't they just cast Richard Kind? <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, this I've I got a buddy who has at least watched it 25 times, and every time we talk to each other, he's like, "Did you watch it again?" Jesus, like, no. that's that's like me with the Green Knight trailer. But, yeah, but he's also like super Batman fan. Yeah, like I'm like a level, like a certain level, but like he mm-hmm. is above and beyond, and it's yeah, it's a beautiful thing to him. And this, so that's what I'm gonna plug the Batman official trailer DC fandom on YouTube. <laughs>
Why is he writing to you? If you are justice, please do not lie. What is the price for your blind eye? The hell are you supposed to be? So there it is. Cool. Michael. So uh, before I get into my plug, just a reminder to watch the I'm Thinking of Ending Things trailer, mm -hmm. written and directed by Charlie Kaufman. Uh, Charlie Kaufman meets Ari Aster. That's all I'm going to say. Comes on Netflix September 4th, but watch the trailer now. Uh, then my plug, a little shameless self-promotion, if you will. I am currently crowdfunding for my next film called The Plea uh, that is on Indiegogo. Uh, so if you want to help out with that, you can go to, oh shit, I should have brought up the page so I know what the URL is. It is igg.me slash at slash the dash plea dash short dash film. That is clunky and I apologize, but that is where you can uh, help donate to my film, get some cool things in return, and that is the crowdfunding for The Plea on Indiegogo. Please Look at give me you. Money. Please give me Yeah, money. honestly, it's it's towards it's going to be a great film. So, I mean, yeah. do it. Mm -hmm. But also if you want to. Yeah, if you want to. If you if you cannot financially support it, uh shares are a great help. Um write something nice about it cuz people mostly will just keep clicking like scrolling if you don't write something about it. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, that is my plug for this week. That brings us to the assignment for next week. And Glenjamin Button. Yes, sir. Have you ever heard of Nick Cave and the Bad Seeds? I don't think I have. Okay, well, they're an Australian. I believe they are classified as like punk rock or like experimental rock. There's something. Yeah. They're a great <laughs> band. Uh, Nick Cave did the music for The Road, The Assassination of Jesse James by the Coward Robert Ford, mm -hmm. Lawless. He's done a lot of film scores. He also wrote a film oh, wow. that is directed by John Hillcote, who I believe directed The Road. And that is our pick for next week. It is The Proposition. The Proposition. The Proposition. That is on Amazon Prime. Uh, it is written by Nick Cave, directed by John Hillcote, uh, starring Richard Wilson, Noah Taylor, Guy Pierce and Ray Winstone, and I'm sure there's more Danny Hustons in there. A um, whole bunch of people. It is a Western about a lawman that apprehends a notorious outlaw and gives him nine days to kill his older brother, or else they'll execute his younger brother. How dare I they? did not watch a trailer or read the plot until now. I just knew that Nick Cave wrote it and that it was a Western, and we haven't done a Western in a while. Oh, we've got Guy Pierce in it, so that's cool. Yeah, Guy Pierce. Uh, Emily Watson's also in it. Mm -hmm. But that plot sounds incredible. It does. I am for it. My body's ready. Yeah, so that is on Amazon Prime, The Proposition. Do I need to introduce myself? I've kept company with bad men all my life. I wish to present you with a proposition. I suppose I told you there was a way to save your little brother Mikey from the noose. Suppose I gave you a horse, a gun. So what is it that you want? I know where your brother Arthur Burns is. It is a godforsaken place. 
me to kill me brother. I want you to kill your brother. Uh, that is our assignment for next week. As always, you can check out our website, www.films... Oh, my God. Filmschool.com. Filmschool.com. www.keystonefilmreview.com. On Instagram, we are Keystone underscore film underscore review. Twitter, Keystone underscore film. Facebook, Keystone Film Review. And on Letterboxd, I'm Mike KFR. And I am Glenn KFR. And that will do it until next week when we go put shrimp on the barbie, even though they call them prawns, not <laughs> shrimp. They really well, hate that saying more than anything. They do. The well, that's because they call them prawns, not yeah. shrimp. If people kept like well, saying also, that we everybody call... just hashes it out like it's just yeah. free shrimp on a barbie. That's not a knife. I think <laughs> this they also is a just knife. like people who do bad Australian accents like me. Oh yeah, we're both in that boat. We are. Well, anyway, goodbye everybody. See you later. See ya.